I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. Well, do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Time to rise and grind. Are you kidding me? Holy on smoke! And let's get this banter going. It's bacon! This is Snowman in the Morning. Does anybody else feel like a fried egg? And it begins now. I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. I think I just broke my chair. He did what? Has anybody ever told you you have a serious impulse control problem? There is but one cause for me to follow. Almighty the bum! And here we go. Oh yeah! Michael on the drive across the lane. Turnaround shot. Got it! 63 for Jordan! He did what? A ground ball past Jenks up the middle of the infield. Uribe has it. He throws. Out! Out! A White Sox winner and a world championship! The White Sox have won the World Series and they're mobbing each other on the field! You called a blank standard black star and a blinking blank punker you trying to do? Of all that low dirty... Kobe Bryant on the move against Christie. In for the right, flips the shot up, no good. O'Neal lays it up, oh. missed it. Ball tipped oh. out to Ori, a straight on three. Good! The Lakers have won! Robert Ori's greatest hits tour continues. Oh, no doubt about it. He's got to be getting a Grammy for that one. I'm going to warn the bronze sexuals right now. It's Friday. It's potluck Friday. I know the NBA is coming back. And Cole and I are going to get into that. I got uh, Scott Fields coming on for to kick off the second hour. But it's potluck Friday. And I feel like talking a little trash. Since people love talking it to me. Good morning, folks. Welcome to the Friday edition of Snowman in the Morning, getting you ready for the weekend as the NBA prepares to come back. Cole Johnson riding shotgun with me. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. <laughs> Smile on my face. <laughs> Feeling good. Good. Let's get into this. Let, let's, please. We're presented by Statement Games, an official partner of Snowman in the Morning, and also presented by monkey knife fight prop games galore if you use the code snowman you will get 100 percent of your deposit on up to 50 bucks all right i have two subjects on the docket that will probably take us through the next two hours cam newton and lebron james i'm gonna start with lebron because i know we can fly through this i noticed something a couple of days ago. Matter of fact, I noticed something on my birthday that's going to have all bronze sexuals red-faced. And that is this. And I want to be sure you catch this. Next year, there will be a new brand logo on the NBA uniforms. And guess what, bronze sexuals? It's the Jumpman logo. Oh, yeah, I did see that. <laughs> Is there any reason why they, just, they did not decide to do a LeBron likeness and, and, and opted for the Jumpman 
logo instead, <laughs> Mr. Snow. <laughs> I will defer at the moment to you. <sighs> if anybody, if anything, if anything can piss off a bronze sexual, that would be it. Because to many a person, my co-host included, that actually watched good basketball growing up. And this is not a shot at any player that preceded him, including my first favorite of all time, Mr. Julius Irving. But if you look at many rankings, especially the ones that have come out in the 21st century, there is one name at the top of that list on all of them. And that name is Michael Jordan. The fellow who originated wearing number 23. The fellow who... <laughs> the fellow who is 6-0 in the World Championship Series with six finals MVPs. The fellow who averaged 30-plus points for his career. The fellow who led the NBA in steals, not once, not twice, but three times, including his final season in a Bulls uniform. Shall I go on? Or can, or, or can I hand you the ball now? <laughs> you, can, you can do it either way because it's going it, it, it really wouldn't matter. <laughs> When I saw you know, when the I, uniform I, mocks, when I saw the uniform mm -hmm. mocks with the Jumpman logo, in the immortal words of one Steve Harvey, I was in the floor for 10 minutes. <laughs> I couldn't so, You know, I, 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 I was thinking about the, the Detroit Pistons angle with that mm -hmm. immediately. I'll, mm -hmm. admit, I'll admit that. <laughs> like, oh man, I know I know old school Pistons fans have to hate the fact that their uniform will have the Jumpman logo on it next year. Yep. And and I got a I got a slight chuckle out of that. <laughs> However, hearing you talk about this now gives me an even bigger chuckle because guess who has to wear that Jumpman logo next year too? Yep. <laughs> If it's a gold, if it's the gold uniform, it'll be proudly purple. If it's the purple one, it'll be proudly in gold. <laughs> Your boy LeBron will have Michael Jordan's image on his jersey. And what can you say now, Brown Sexual? He's the greatest of all time. Okay, okay, <laughs> greatest of all time. That's fine. It, it, you know, like like my like my um, like my brother said, six for six with six Finals MVPs. I'll take that over three for nine with three MVPs, Finals MVPs, any day of the week and twice on Sunday. <laughs> take that in a heartbeat. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, and and and. That's right. I don't. I don't want to upset you, Bronx sexuals, too much. I'm so sorry. Since since LeBron didn't call the code red for this year, 
going into next year, you're hoping, you're wishing, you're praying, you're crossing eyes, <laughs> fingers, and toes. Probably even your legs, too. Yep, yep. <laughs> that, you, that you'll be able to say that LeBron James won his fourth ring. Fourth, folks. In ten tries. <laughs> <sighs> but it makes me happy. It, it makes me happy that bronze sexual fan is going to have to see LeBron James wear a a Michael Jordan logo, the the iconic Jumpman logo, on an official NBA jersey. That <laughs> is absolute poetic justice. <laughs> It's just plain justice. Forget poetic justice. It's just plain justice. For all of these fools that think LeBron has had a bigger impact. And yes, someone, some people, you know where I'm going. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you know oh where I'm Lord. going. You know where, oh, once again, you I'm know sorry. where I'm going. I'm sorry. Ooh, I, I didn't mean to laugh that hard. But yes, I'm you sorry. did. That's the funniest thing I've heard yes, all year. <laughs> That's the funniest thing I've heard all year. Oh, I've my had gosh. People, I've had bronze sexuals wow. say to me <laughs> and mean it with conviction <laughs> that LeBron has had a Bigger impact. Listen to me carefully. Old schoolers, listen to me carefully. This is Potluck Friday. I can go in I can go any which way I want to on this show. It's Potluck Friday. I've had bronze sexuals say to me that LeBron has had and I can't believe I'm gonna swear a bigger impact than MJ. And I mean, they looked at me with a serious face. And they looked at me with a serious face and they say, what can you say to that? I laughed in theirs. What could you say to that? He looked at uh, me and said that. He asked me, what could I say to debunk that LeBron has had a bigger impact than Michael Jordan? So after I laughed in his face for a good oh, 10... Oh, mm -hmm. before I give you the... Before, after I laughed in his face for a good 10 minutes, I laughed so hard I had tears in my eyes. My response to him was the following, and I quote, Michael Jordan's got one of something LeBron will never get. Yeah, his face went blank. Oh. Wow. And he said, LeBron's got everything Michael has got. No, he doesn't. He ain't got a, big, he ain't got a billion dollar empire. He doesn't have six finals MVPs. And the one thing that Michael Jordan has that LeBron will never, ever, 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 
earn? The year was 1988. Mm-hmm. Michael's first MVP season. He also earned two other honors. He led the league in steals, making him the first scoring champion to lead the league in steals. And the second and most important thing he earned, I believe we like to call it Defensive Player of the Year. The floor is yours, my friend. That's right, bronze sexuals. He earned defensive player of the year. What's the matter? Truth hurts? (laughs) Of course it does. Okay, Okay. wouldn't you take a guy who led the league in steals, and by the way, he did it three times, and also garnered a Defensive Player of the Year award? (laughs) Uh, yeah. As I said, the floor is yours. many of you bronsexuals say that that he has a bigger killer instinct mm-hmm. than Jordan. No, no, no. You even insult not one but two all-time greats. You say that he had a killer instinct that was greater than Jordan and the late Kobe Bryant. Wait, what? I have seen, yes, right. A stronger killer instinct than Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. No, you did not say and Kobe Bryant. You did just like you have heard blasphemous crap in regards to bigging up LeBron. I have heard the same blasphemous crap bigging up LeBron too. Yes, I have. What else? Not or and. What else have they used? What What else have you heard, sir? Let's have some fun. Well, well, I also heard that that. what was another stat I saw? Oh, yeah. The most combined points in NBA history, meaning regular season and playoffs. That record belongs to LeBron James. Uh, that's what I saw on Bron Sexual Post. And <laughs> I'm saying to myself, anything, mm-hmm. anything to, de- to, to degrade and denigrate anybody that is not LeBron James. <laughs> anything. You will do it. You will stoop to no depth. No depth is None. low enough. None. For you to chop any other NBA player that's considered great to the knees. <laughs> let, let me give you all a good clue, Bronx Sexual. 
You see, th- this is why I have, and I think I can speak for Mr. Snow on this too, this is why I have the bad taste in my mouth for you. Now, Jordan is not my favorite player. Never has been. Never will be. Mm-hmm. But I respect greatness. Mm-hmm. And that man's great. However, I never, not once, chopped down, disrespected, disregarded any player that came before him. Mm -hmm. If I studied on him or saw him, be it Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Julius, or the aforementioned Julius Irving, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and any countless other players that I could go on and name. <laughs> Chiefly Muslim, Oscar Robinson, Will Chamberlain, and Bill Russell. Yep. I didn't ever say once, oh, that guy, <laughs> he can't hold a candle to Jordan. I never <laughs> said that. All I said was, man, they paved the way for this cat to do what he did. Yep. Because he's taken what they did and made it even better. But... I thank those cats before him because if it wasn't for all of them, there wouldn't be a Michael Jordan. Period. That's what I did say. Period. But you clowns? No. You don't do a, if it wasn't for Michael Jordan, there would be a LeBron James. You don't do a, if there was a Penny Hardaway, there would be a LeBron James. Mm-hmm. You don't do a, if there, if there wasn't a Kobe Bryant, there, would be a, there wouldn't be a LeBron James. No, you don't do that. You just basically just straight up and straight out say they're garbage and they're trash compared to this particular number 23. And if you really want to know the the total impact of LeBron James versus Michael Jordan, LeBron James now plays for the singular greatest, or I should say greatest, the singular Biggest impact franchise in the NBA. Mm-hmm. The only other one that could come close to it would be the Celtics. That would be the Los Angeles Lakers. He is a Los Angeles Laker. Yes, he is. Jordan, Michael Jordan, has gotten the league. He didn't even lobby for it. The league just felt that it was cool to do it. They got to put his logo on their jerseys. And Jordan did not play for the Celtics or Lakers. So if you want to talk about impact, there's your impact. Jordan made an impact in the NBA, and he did not play for the one of the two star franchises that basically symbolized the greatness of the NBA. He didn't play for the two biggest franchises. No, he played for a heretofore more fun franchise and made them. A dynasty. Yep. And if you are, and if you want to talk about impact, there he is. And your boy had a chance to do that with the Cavaliers. Didn't do it twice. Yeah, twice. He, he whiffed. He whiffed hard the first time, and he got one the second. But he has a greater impact on the sport than Michael Jordan. No, sir. Mm-mm. No, sir. No, sir. Now, LeBron may be able to earn more down the line. I'll give him credit for that. He, he may. He may. He may be that billionaire. Absolutely. And, and, if he, 
And if he is, I ain't gonna shortchange him for that. I hope he gets all his money. Yes, yes. But to 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 denigrate Jordan and say that LeBron is better, <laughs> I, I have a land that is in that 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 borders uh, the East River and the Hudson River that I want to sell you right now. <laughs> Because you must be Bobo the fool to pump that pump that type of crap and move those gums to say such blasphemy as that. Good Lord. And, and the bad Look, part is more impact than Jordan. You, you've seen some of the screenshots I've sent you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you've seen. You've seen some of the screenshots I've sent you over time. Ooh, I need this laugh. <laughs> I, I needed this laugh. I thought you I, I thought you would. I had to go there first because quite frankly, I'm sick and tired of these Oh hey oh 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 Oh, folks, listen, I've screenshot some Facebook comments that I got when I, I don't know, kind of told the truth about LeBron in a group. One fellow said, Brian, you know nothing, man. You're just a Bron hater. You cannot like him, but you should respect what he has done as a player and what he has done in his career. No, I don't. Because he's chasing a ghost that he will never catch. And I will say again, for 17 seasons, he's been an incomplete basketball player. Fantastic athlete, incomplete player. Uh, I can't really find a lie to that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean the, the, when, you, when, when a player's go-to move is to penetrate down the lane, and uh, that's his go-to move before he sets foot on an NBA court for the first time. Yep. Yes, he developed a shot that's inconsistent. Yes, <laughs> he can shoot from three, but it's inconsistent. And yes, he could do things outside of penetration to the lane, which also is inconsistent. Yep. It's just as consistent as he is from the free throw line because – Explain to me if this guy is a stalwart player, is an elite player, and he struggles to shoot more than 75% from the free throw line. Meanwhile, Michael Riddle was an, me that bad man. Meanwhile, Michael was an 83% free throw shooter for his career. Oh, here's another comment. I don't know if I sent you this one. Fellow says to me, he has, he meaning LeBron, has one of the... Mm-hmm. I'm going to warn you to sit down. <laughs> Can't even say it. <laughs> Can't even say it. And I'm going to warn you to hold on to your seat. <laughs> Quote, he has one of the... <sighs> I can't even say it. I he can't. can't even bring himself to say it. I can't. <laughs> I can't put this statement and LeBron in the same sentence. I'll try again. Okay. Quote. I, 
and <laughs> I, I'm thinking the words you're trying to say, but it's not coming out your mouth because you know it's a bunch of crap. Let me see if I'm on the right track. Highest IQ. That would be it. That's what I thought. <laughs> Highest basketball IQ. <laughs> All right, Bronze Hessel, to show you that, I, 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 that I'm fair, I, I will say this. Since his game, talking about LeBron's, mirrors Magic Johnson's, he has an IQ similar to him. However, I will never say it was better because it wasn't. He sees the game similar to Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. But he does not have the skill set that Magic Johnson did. Otherwise, he would have been putting up those 11 and 12 and 13 assists a game ever since he stepped into the league. And he would have been a point guard just like Magic was. Period. Starting the second half of his rookie season. And the only reason that was the case is because you had Norm Nixon who was starting point when he joined the team. Yep. Otherwise, he would have been point game one of his, uh, of his rookie season. Now... If you're saying that counts as IQ, okay. LeBron has LeBron James has some high IQ. Uh, highest IQ? <laughs> Never. Wait, I got no, <laughs> no. I, I nope. believe, I believe the sound you're looking for is this. <laughs> No. <laughs> now, you saw that it took my co-host two minutes to even try to say it. He couldn't even say it. I couldn't. I couldn't. Because he, because he knows it's full of crap just like I do. Did... <laughs> and dare not say he had a higher a basketball IQ than Michael Jordan because he did not. Mm, and he does no. not. Uh. Jim Durham, help me, please. Now, Michael on the drive across the lane. Turnaround shot. Got it. <laughs> now, if you're only equating high IQ with the fact that he can dish the Brock, that's not really high IQ. That's just court vision. Yes. And it's not that it's not that Michael Jordan lacked court vision. It was he was just called to do different things. Dare say my favorite year of of, of Michael Jordan's career. And no, it was none of his six championship years. 1989, where mm -hmm. he, and correct me, sir, if I'm wrong on the stats, 33 points, eight rebounds, eight assists. On the money. To me, that proves that Jordan could do just about anything on that basketball court that LeBron can. Just about anything. And did. The thing is, LeBron sexual. You cannot, in your mouth, have it come out of it to say that Michael Jordan did just about everything on the basketball court better than the boy that you dropped your two knees on, you grab his member, and you perform fellatio on him every single night. Since 2003. Since, two, since his debut in Sacramento. 2003. Since his debut in Sacramento. And by the way, he lost. Yes, he did. Great game he played, but it was an L. That's right. It was a big old L. Wild people 
had a spectacular dunk in that game. Breakaway jam. L. Big L. I'm, 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 <laughs> and you and, and you all may say, well, well, LeBron, he came into the league at 18. Your boy Jordan, which is not my boy, but you know, Jordan, he he had three years of, of college. Um, I actually applaud Jordan for having three years of college. That's a big advantage. And was thinking about staying yeah, it was a big advantage. And he was thinking about staying there a fourth year. Until Dean so Smith told him. So instead of hearing him come uh, out of 84, he, yeah, until Dean Smith pushed him out and said, no, nah, man, no, you, you, you need to go into the NBA now. You, you, your skills are ready I mean, for the game now. 1984, after they lost to Indiana in the regional semifinal, MJ said, I'm coming back in my senior year. His mentor and his coach, I'm sorry, did I just say a cuss word? Coach? Yes. Well, another curse word, mentor. Mentor, Dean Smith, the late great Dean Smith, said, "Nah, bro, you're ready. Yeah, your time is now. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, Jordan would have been drafted in the '85, yes, NBA draft instead of '84. Mm-hmm. And he would have been even better, in my opinion, even better." Because he would have had four years under Dean Smith, one of the greatest college basketball minds that has ever existed in the game. Yep. Name that mind that LeBron James played under. Um, I'll wait. I, 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 I can't think of anybody. I'll continue to wait. I'll continue to wait. Because I can't think exactly. of anybody. You can't come up with it. Nope. Exactly. You can't come up with that mind. And so... You can say, well, LeBron, he, he was a stud at 18. Well, Jordan, he wasn't a stud at 18 in the NBA. He didn't have to be a stud in 18 in the NBA. He was a stud at 19 in the college game. <laughs> a and, month past it. A and, month and past his 19th include, birthday. Wait a minute. And this don't include his back-to-back ACC MVPs. Back-to-back no, ACC it. Player exactly. of the Year. Okay? That was before it. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That was before his so, back-to-back ACC Player of the Year, eighty-three and eighty-four. Oh, and oh, and, oh yeah, and the the wonderful rookie season that LeBron had—great, great rookie season. Mm-hmm. Twenty points, five rebounds, five assists. Nice rookie season. I loved it. It was wonderful. But uh, Jordan's rookie season, twenty-six yeah. points, twenty-eight. I'm sorry. Thank you. Twenty-eight points. Um. I think it was what six rebounds, seven assists. Twenty-eight, six, and seven and a half. Twenty-eight, six, seven and a half. I'm sorry, sorry, Jordan. <laughs> Twenty-eight point six and a half rebounds, eight assists. Rookie <laughs> season. Rookie season. Not prime season. Nope. Oh, I'm sorry. I've forgot to say this. Has LeBron ever had those types of stats in his prime? No. Here's a statement. Jordan did that his rookie season. Here's a statement. <laughs> Here, here's a statement that a lot of bronze sexuals don't want to look at. And I'll put it in the form of a question. And this will require a little thinking music. My question is this to y'all bronze sexuals. And I'll wait for the answer. 
how many times has LeBron James averaged 30 points a game in a season for his career? I got the think music playing now. Yeah, you're going to have a hard time finding an answer to that. And I'll give you the answer in a moment. Because the answer is the, never. <laughs> All right. Here's the answer to the question. How many times has LeBron James averaged 30 points a game for a season? He's only done it once. Meanwhile, MJ did it 10 times. All in succession. Man. (laughs) (laughs) So, Bronze Sexual, we say in unison... Nothing for you! tripping over the highest IQ thing. I wish I was making that up. Thank you for that laugh, man. That is hilarious. I wish he had... I wish I was making that up. I wish you were, too, but I know you aren't. You know I'm not. I know many delusional bronchosexuals. You know I'm not making that one up. No. Another comment. Since this is the Le- the Bronze Sexual Hour, why not? And this is Potluck Friday. He's so talented. Oh, I didn't do it right. Quote. He's so talented, says another Bronze Sexual. I think he really has been <clears throat> given a disservice. Yeah, that was my, that loud, sickening thud you just heard. That was my co-host's mouth going through the floor. I'll continue. I wish at some point in his career, he played under an elite coach. And I'll finish the statement. He, oh my God. Take your time. Take your time, bro. Take your time. He made players better. Coaches who shouldn't be coaching and bad front offices look good. I wish I was joking with that. Okay. <sighs> About making other players better? Um, that was Jordan. <laughs> Jordan made other players better to the point where when they did not rise to the level that they could... Jordan actually took it upon himself and lifted the whole team. Mm-hmm. As for front offices, did we know Jerry Krause's name before uh, Jordan played? No. In, in, with the Bulls? Did we know Jerry Reisdorf's name 
before Jordan was a bull. No. And the fellow that drafted Jordan was later let go after his rookie year. That was Rod Thorne. Rod Thorne. Mm-hmm. Future NBA exec, Rod Thorne. Yep. Uh, and was the coach in which Michael Jordan won all those six championships, was he pedigreed at any point as a coach before 1989? No. So if you're making these claims about LeBron <laughs> and you're saying you hold this over Jordan, why is not, why is it not the same? Why is not the same thing true for Jordan? In fact, why is the same thing even more true for Jordan? Because I did not know Ryan Stewart's name, Cross's name, or Jackson's name until number twenty-three for the red and the black came into their lives. That's it. Oh, and one more. Oh, and one more thing. Did we think? that we were going to see the prowess of one Scottie Pippen to where he ascended to becoming nope. in 1989, <laughs> 1990. Nope. So that pretty much assassinates he makes that uh, Jordan doesn't make front offices better, he doesn't make other players better, and he doesn't make coaches better. Because I think all of them to a man – even the late Jerry Krause yeah. would say Michael did that. That they would not have the careers that they enjoyed if it wasn't for Michael Jordan. Miss me 100% with again trying to uplift LeBron James with talking points that are meant to degrade Michael Jordan when you don't study. I'm not even a Bulls fan and I know that. <laughs> Get out of here. Oh, they <laughs> They 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 keep trying, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> Miserably fail, but they keep trying. And I'm like and I and, and, and I always say, you know these talking points that you're supposed to that, I... that's supposed to make your man look better, don't you know? that I could say the same is not only as true, but it's more true for Jordan. <laughs> Gosh. I mean, come on. I left a group on Facebook after you, you remember the other, you remember the other hour long episode we did breaking down LeBron's game. Mm -hmm. I do. Okay. Fellow responds, Brian, you spent a whole hour bitching about LeBron and the fans. That's the same thing you accused others of doing to you. So why do you waste a whole hour complaining about him? Okay, first of all, wasn't complaining about him. Because if I was complaining about him, I wouldn't say he was a fantastic athlete. If I was complaining exactly. about him. Which he is. If I was complaining about him, I wouldn't say there are things. I wouldn't be critical of his game and say there are things that he needs to imp improve. Okay, improve is different than complaining, Mr. Marcus Blackstock, and right. I'm calling out names on this Friday. Ooh. Marcus Blackstock is Not the fellow's name. The name out. Oh, I'm calling I'm Ooh. calling people out. I've been calling people out since I got this response. I walked out of that group, told them, well, I can't repeat what I told them, but you get the idea. 
And, yes, I do. And another, uh, Marv Cole said that chase down block is one of the greatest finals moments in NBA, NBA finals moments in history. Ha! He also well, in said. All fairness, it is. He but, also said, you yeah. spend 60 minutes attempting to complain and belittle Braun, but won't take three minutes to respond to comments made on a post. Because I don't respond to stupidity. Because I don't respond to posts Bingo. where people don't do their research. Because I don't respond to comments from people that think I'm belittling somebody when I'm actually breaking down with a partner of mine how a certain player can get better and has a chance after chance after chance to get better. And he has not improved his game in 17 years. Period. Yeah. Now, did we not outline in that conversation how he could have gotten better? If it was a straight complaint, we would just have outlined all the bad things. But we didn't. No. If there's one thing these people don't do, these millennial NBA fans, if there's one thing these millennial NBA fans, in particular the bronze sexuals, don't do, is a little cuss word we like to call research. So, where's the lie? Where are the lies in what we did and what we broke down? Yeah, I got all that. I'm sorry. <laughs> where, I got all that. Where's the lie? No, uh, there isn't. <laughs> there isn't a lie you told. Oh, and Marv Cotton Cole right. said, I say the, uh, Marv Cotton Cole said, I say the dumbest <laughs> stuff every day when I said LeBron is a great athlete, just not a good basketball player. Ooh, did I ruffle a few feathers? Must have, because it's true. <laughs> I mean, he is a great athlete. There's no question about that. Never questioned and, it. <laughs> never questioned and, and it. Never questioned, and you never questioned the fact that he actually is a semblance of a basketball player. Because mm -hmm. you could go there and say that. You haven't. And you're right when you say he's incomplete. <laughs> because if he wants to have that game where he's elite, well, you need to have a complete game. And he doesn't have a complete he, game. He doesn't Sorry. have one. He doesn't have one. He just doesn't have one. As a matter of fact, I can tell you a player right now, two, two of them, that have had a bigger impact in the game than LeBron James had. They both play in the Western Conference. One of them wears number 30. The other wears number two. Which causes me yeah, to ask be... this question. And you you know the mm -hmm. exact players I'm speaking of. Yes, I do. 
Which for those who don't, Stephon mm. Curry and Kawhi Leonard. But I'm sorry. Keep going. Yeah, the human torch and the claw. Which causes me to ask this question. Hey, LeBron, how come in 2014, during Game 5 of the World Championship Series, you look back and saw Kawhi Leonard coming into the game and you winced? <clears throat> because he knew he was going to get that work. Yeah. If it's against players that are not at his level, and he is a fantastic athlete, I'll say it again. He's a fantastic yes, he athlete. Is. If he mm-hmm. is playing against players that are not at his level athletically, then he feasts. If he's playing against players that are at or above his level basketball-wise, he famines. And he mildly struggles. Yeah. Yeah, uh... Just look at the 2017 version of the NBA World Championship Series last uh, finals. <laughs> you had one player who proved that he was at that time the greatest in the game, and the other was LeBron James. <laughs> That's not hate. No. It's just the truth. That's truth, man. That's just plain truth. You know, people always want to. People always want to say, "Well, he averaged a triple double in the finals that year." He also got his ass kicked in five yes, games. Yeah, I'm about to say, yeah, it's good. Triple double, wonderful. One and four. That's not what he wants. He does not want a one and four record in the finals, where in the five games he he averaged a triple double. No, he doesn't. Kevin Durant, look, folks. If you didn't watch that series, watch some clips of it. Kevin Durant gave him the work. More to the point, not only did Kevin Durant give him the work, but a real cuss word to LeBron fans, Andre Iguodala gave him the business. Yeah, on the other end. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and that chase down block that was aforementioned. Well, it looks like Iguodala... Made up for it and then some the following year. Yep. Yep. He did. So there you have it. He made up for the next two years. Because I'll say it again. Andre Iguodala gave LeBron James the business. Defensively. So how is he the greatest player? Well, all that's, right. That's what I'm going to know. You've spoken to many a bronze okay. sexual fan, as have I. As yes, we're I coming have. down the stretch to the tail end of hour one, I got Scott Fields coming for hour two to kick it off, and then uh, Cole and I will close out the show. I, I, I just don't get it. Why is he considered the greatest player in the game when Kevin Durant gave him the business offensively and Andre Iguodala gave him the business defensively? Why? Well, here's where I, I I call it and term it. We got we, we got basketball fans. Well, we got fans in general, sports fans in general, but basketball in particular. 
We got basketball fans who simply are SOS, stuck on stats. And because they're so stuck on stats, they only see the, oh, LeBron has scored almost 35,000 points in his career. He's close to averaging 10,000. I mean, not averaging. He's close to getting 10,000 rebounds for his career. He's close to getting 10,000 assists for his career. And there isn't a player in NBA history who's done that. Correct? Correct, Amundo. However, <laughs> however, stats are not the only thing that lends to a player's greatness. It is it's the same thing as having people saying that LeBron James has a killer instinct. Look at the number of game-winning shots he's made. <laughs> Again, stuck on stats. Like you said uh, in, in, in the 2017 NBA Finals slash World Championship Series, triple-double he averaged. Average over 30 points. Uh, in game one, he scored 51 points. Lauded him. You said, well, you know, th- here's this here's this team that they were invincible. They were they were deemed unbeatable. And LeBron just uh, LeBron just showed that he just shredded all of them. To an L in that game. Uh, yeah. To an but, over to an overtime L in that game. Mm-hmm. Okay. To an overtime and L. Did, right. And he didn't recover, but you're like, triple-double and 51 points in game number one of that NBA Finals game. Stuck on stats. Yep. You focus on the number of things that a guy does, and you're not focused on the overall impact of him. And the result. And the result. I mean, I could be all about, well, Michael Jordan won six rings. Michael Jordan lost no finals. Michael Jordan, all six wins in the finals he had, he was MVP of those finals. I could be he's a five-time MVP. I could be he is one of the few who actually has a defensive player of the year, too. And if I'm not mistaken, I can't think of another player who has won the defensive player of the year and the scoring championship the same year. No, I could be that he his that he averaged thirty points, like you said, ten straight, not just ten years, ten straight years. I could be that he is a ten time scoring champion, but that is not why I think Michael Jordan is great, and it's not even the game winners that makes him great to me. Mm-mm. It's the overall impact of that man is what makes makes him great. The fact that he had a flu in a game that was a finals, and if he didn't play, more than likely they would have fought off or had to fight off, possibly losing the series. Yeah. But being weak, he put up a 45 spot and willed his team to victory. That is impact. And the next. That is not being stuck on stats. And the next game, they clinched it. And here's another piece of impact that MJ had he trusted his teammates oh you mentioned that game game 6 1997 NBA final slash mm-hmm. United Center he, penet- he penetrated the lane to set all of that up 
in the whole game and tipped uh, Steve Kerr and said, look, I'm, I'm going to penetrate down the lane. If Stockton comes to double and Kerr finished the sentence, I'll be ready. Yep. yep. Now, Braun Special, you, bas- you basically say, well, Jordan shied away from the game-winning shot. <laughs> and I've heard of Braun Special say that to me. Wait, 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 wait. No. Back up. Stop. Hall. Timeout. D6. Yes, Hold the phone. Yes, Penalty yes, flag on the field. Yes, yes, yes. Wait, wait, yes, wait, wait, wait. Yes. Hold up. Yes. He said yes. what? Yes. He, there was a bronze sexual who actually said that Jordan that moment shied away from the big moment, not taking the last shot. I believe Stephen A. Smith would not be Not forgetting nest- that earlier in that series, he hit a game winner, but that's besides. Shied yeah. away in 97 from taking the final shot, even though mm-hmm. he has a buzzer beater in the World Championship Series under his belt. Stephen A., if you would, please. Yes. That, that, I- that. That is blasphemous. That is blasphemous. How dare you? How dare you say such a thing? That's about all I could come up with. Well, the thing is, in that (laughs) very same series, he had a buzzer beater. Yep. So it, 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 it wasn't that he shied away from the moment. No, it was to your earlier point, Bron Sexual, and lifting up LeBron and denigrating anybody, including Michael Jordan, that is that is what you call <clears throat> high basketball IQ. <laughs> Can you say high basketball IQ? <laughs> I knew you could. That is an example of high basketball IQ. And I rest my case. I love it. Idiot. <laughs> Which which one of the games from '97? And we're just looking at '97 alone. Do we illustrate the high basketball IQ? Game one, where he was one on one with Brian Russell and rose over him, or Game six, where he trusted Steve Kerr to hit the game winner? I mean, MJ just looked at him for a good ten mm-hmm. seconds. All he had to say was, "If Stockton comes off and Steve Kerr finishes, I'll be ready." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and both of those instances are what high basketball IQ is all about. <laughs> Jordan read the defense and he adjusted accordingly. That is what basketball IQ is, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, goodness. No one when to take over. There's and a- how to take over. Yep. There's an there's an example of high basketball IQ. When and how to take over. And oh by the way, Bronze Sexual, you know what MJ did in game six when he clinched in nineteen ninety seven? About thirty nine points. He didn't have to take the game winner. He trusted his teammates to do so. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Did I say a, did I say a bad phrase? Trusting your teammates. Trust his teammates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, Dak Prescott. Oh, oh, yeah. Do you? Oh, I'm going all the way there. Hey, Dak Prescott, take a lesson. Trust your teammates. Oh, and uh, <laughs> if you wanted a, an example of making your teammates better, look, I, I love Steve Kerr. Yeah. <laughs> One of the. <laughs> 
one, and he actually is a bright mind. Mm-hmm. One, of the, one of the brightest minds in basketball today. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be, if you play under Steve Jackson, my name is, I'm sorry, Phil Jackson, not Steve, Phil Jackson, and Greg Popovich. Yep. <laughs> if you, have, if you to. have those two as your head coaches, you're bound to learn something about basketball. Mm-hmm. As a player, Kerr will tell you himself. He wasn't the best, but because of Jordan and the standards that he set, you can pretty well bet that because of it, his stock rose. Because of it, his play raised. Mm-hmm. And because of it, he was a part of the team. And if that isn't an example of making a pl- another player better, I don't know what is. I'll tell you. Here's a famous story that Steve Kerr related and MJ related. Steve uh, Steve Kerr got socked in the mouth by MJ earlier mm-hmm. that year in a practice. And and Jordan said Kerr earned his uh, that he that he respected Kerr because Kerr fought back. Yep, and that basically is what Jordan wanted. He people people focus hard on. Jordan being a bully. Yep. Jordan being tough. Yeah, he probably was tough. And some of those things probably wasn't kosher per se, but right. There, there was a means to an end. Big time. And in that exercise, yeah, exactly. And in that exercise, it just basically was simple. And can I rely on you when the chips are down? And if it's going to be easy to talk crap to you and you wither, or if I give you a forearm shiver and you cower, then I know that you're not material for my uh, for my teammate. You you don't fit on this team because you don't have the toughness that it needs to go from October to June and win a chip. But if I give you a little nudge, if I give you a little shove, if I punch you in the mouth, and you say, all right, so I'm about to get it right back to you as you dissed it. Then I know I got somebody who's going to be in my foxhole, and I want him there. And I guarantee you, you ask Jordan about Kerr. He probably will say to you, probably in these words, I want Steve Kerr in my foxhole because I know he'll fight for me because he will take nothing from anybody. I know because I learned that firsthand. Yep. Firsthand firsthand and we got to go to a break so after this break you will hear scott fields coach scott fields who's going to be a, a frequent guest and then cole and i will put a bow on this bad boy as we continue the fantastic friday episode of snowman in the morning hour two coming up 